I believe tonight what I want to talk about to you guys is so important. And it's gonna be a really pivotal thing for you. Because here's the truth. There's something tonight that all of us in this room have thought about giving up on. And if we were honest, we're almost ashamed to talk about it. We're too afraid to tell anyone about it because they might judge us. But it's a thought that we all have had. And it's something that we need to talk about. Because it's, it's something that, guys, this will make you or break you in a lot of ways in your walk with Jesus. And it's so important that we hear that tonight. And we're gonna get to that in a little bit, but I wanna give you some of the reasons why some of us give up in this area. And I promise you, all of us have thought about this at one point or another. The first reason why a lot of us give up in this area in our life is because it just, it gets too hard. It's really difficult. And tonight we're gonna look at a story in a little bit. We're gonna find that it, it got really hard for the people in the story. And it cost them something. And because it cost them something, they gave up on it. For some of you guys, that's you tonight. The reason why you're giving up in this area or you will have a choice whether to give up or not in this area is because it's too hard and you don't think it's worth the cost. The second reason is that for some of you guys tonight, the reason for giving up is that you're going through a transition in your life and, and we're all doing different transitions. Some of you guys are going from middle school to high school. Some of you guys are going from high school to college coming up. A lot of different transitions happening in the room tonight. Maybe you're going from public school uh, to Christian school or Christian school to public school. Anytime there's a transition in your life, this question is brought up and you're gonna have to answer it on whether you're gonna give up in this area in your life or you're not going to. And for some of you, that might not sound um, like that big of a deal, but it really is because transitions make you wanna give up in this area because it's a different environment and a different setting. Last one is this. Um, some of you guys are just tired. You're tired of it. You're tired of keeping on going with this thing in your life. And because you're tired of it, uh, I'm done. I'm just, it's, it's costing me way too much. I'm tired of making the choices I have to make in order to keep doing this. And because of that, some of you guys are willing to give up. And tonight we're gonna look at this story that is so important. But before we get there, I wanna give you guys um, a little bit of context and where we are. We're gonna be in uh, John chapter six tonight. And Jesus has just fed 5,000 people. This huge miracle has just taken place. Um, 5,000 people have witnessed this amazing miracle that he has just done. And then a little while on, these people that just witnessed this miracle come back to him. And they say, hey, Jesus, can you, can you feed us again? They are like the definition of mooches. I think we all have some of those friends in our life. Like they're almost like miracle changers or like something like that. And we all have moochers in our life, people that are always trying to take stuff from us. Um, for me, I had a friend like that growing up. I'm sure some of you guys can relate to that. For me, it was my one friend. And, uh, you know, we would, I would do everything for this kid. I loved him. He was one of my best friends. And uh, we were hanging out one day. And uh, somehow, whenever we had a sleepover, he would always wind up in my bed. I don't know how, like I would set up a nice bed for him, like an air mattress on the ground. And I would always put like the blankets there. It was a great setup. But somehow he would always find his way into my bed and I would wake up in the middle of the night and I would be like, what is that smell? He had this giant Afro and I swore stuff lived in this Afro, guys. It smelled so bad. It was like a rat's nest or something in there. It was so bad. But he just thought it was the coolest thing ever. And this kid would always find his way into my bed. And whenever I had some 
something, he had to have it too. And he would always mooch off me. But he was one of my great friends. And that's kind of these people in their story. That's what they're chasing. They're chasing the next big thing. They're kind of trying to mooch off Jesus in this way. And Jesus says something to them that's gonna make them a little upset. He says, all right, you guys are chasing after the bread, but I am the bread of life. And anyone who eats this will never be hungry ever again. And the people are like, what? What does that mean? And they got kind of confused by what Jesus was saying. It kind of threw them off a lot. And then he kind of even goes on with it. He said that I'm from heaven. And someone in the crowd yells out, no, you're not. I know your father, Joseph. You were born uh, by Joseph and Mary. And so now some of the crowd is heckling Jesus almost. They're, they're going back and forth. And Jesus says, see, you guys, you, you don't get it. You're thinking with your earthly minds. But what I'm telling you tonight is a spiritual thing. It's something deeper than that. And the people couldn't let it sink in. And then Jesus takes it a step farther. And he says, if you want to have eternal life, then you need to eat my body and drink my blood. And that really threw off the people. This like, what? Jesus talking about cannibalism now? Where is he going with all of this? And this was really uh, kind of confusing and getting to a lot of the people. And some of the disciples were even getting upset. I'm, I'm sure they were thinking, Jesus, why are you doing this right now? You're starting to lose the crowd. They're getting upset by all of this. What does all of this mean? Even they were having a hard time understanding what Jesus was saying because Jesus was talking on such a deeper level than where they currently were at. And that's exactly where we're gonna pick up in the story. This is everything that has just happened and now we're gonna pick up, right? In John chapter six, verse 60. So verse 60 says this. On hearing it, many of his disciples said, this is a hard teaching. Who can accept it? And I think that's one of the first things that we need to talk about tonight, guys. That some of the teachings in the Bible aren't exactly easy to swallow. There's some hard things. And you're gonna have to have some hard conversations with people who understand the Bible maybe better than you do throughout your life because there are some really um, hard things to get past. Let me just mention some of them. How can a loving God let hard things happen? A lot of people get caught up on that, guys. How could he let his son be beaten up if he was really a loving God? And most of you guys understand that answer tonight. But I'm sure there's some of you that struggle with that. I was just talking to a young man recently who, who just couldn't get past this fact that if God was so loving, then why are there bad things in the world? And most of you guys know that's because we live in a broken world. And some of the teachings are just hard. And you're gonna have to fight through some of them. And you're gonna have to really work on them and ask God to make them come alive to you so you can see the truth behind them. And that's gonna be something that you're gonna have to go through for the rest of your life. But just because there are some hard teachings doesn't mean you throw away everything. Just because our earthly minds can't understand it doesn't mean that it doesn't make God good and still perfect in every way. And so these people were having a hard time. They didn't understand what Jesus was saying. It was confusing. They thought he was saying that they actually had to like eat his body. And they were so lost by this teaching. Guys, there will be those teachings that you hear or maybe you open up a Bible and a college professor brings something out that you've never heard about before and suddenly your faith is turned upside down. I hear that all the, times and all the time and that's something I work with my seniors with in our senior community group. Right away, we talked about some of the things that college professors bring up. Guys, they will try and look for things in the Bible and put it out of context to confuse you. I know tons of people who are deeply confused by that and that's why it's so important that you guys start to learn this and walk through this now. And so 
the people are kind of complaining because this teaching is so hard. Let's go to verse 61. Aware that his disciples were grumbling about this, Jesus said to them, does this offend you? Then what if you see the man of, of, of ascend to where he was before? The spirit gives life. The flesh counts for nothing. The words I have spoken to you, they are full of the spirit and life. Yet there are some of you who do not believe. For Jesus had known from the beginning which of them did believe and who would, would betray him. He went on to say, this is what I told you, that no one can come to me unless the Father has enabled him. Right in here, guys, there is more hard teachings. Jesus is not relenting right now. It's almost like the disciples want to pull him aside and go, Jesus, why are you doing this right now? You just performed this great miracle. You're winning over the crowd. If you start to keep teaching these things, people are going to get upset. They're going to revolt against you. But Jesus knew that he had to speak the truth. And he knew that there was power in what he was saying, that, you know, these people can come for normal bread, but if they would live for him, they would never be hungry again because they would be satisfied in the place that so many of us are looking to be satisfied, in our hearts and in our souls. And that's what Jesus was offering right there. And so that's exactly what's going on. And let's just jump right to verse 66. From this time, many of his disciples turned back and no longer followed them. From this point on, many of his disciples turned their back on him. They gave up on Jesus. And that's exactly what I want to talk to you guys about. That's what we've been working to. Is that a point in our lives, all of us are going to have to answer that question. Is it worth following Jesus or will we give up? Will the cost be too high? Will the teaching be too confusing? Or will you get tired of doing what's right? See, guys, in a moment, all these people walk away. You have to keep in mind that Jesus did a huge miracle. They just saw something awesome that he did. And now they're willing to walk away just as easy because they didn't fully understand what was going on. Could you imagine that? Just a a mass exodus of, of all these disciples that were following Jesus, seeing everything that he was doing, and then they just give up in a moment. I had to believe that that must have been so discouraging for Jesus. But it's a question that all of us will have to ask, guys. And I hope that most of you would choose to keep going, to keep fighting. And a little bit, we're gonna see what the answer that some of his close disciples did. But let's talk about you guys for a little bit. In in my life, um, I've seen people walk away and give up on Jesus for the three reasons we talked about before. The first one is it, is it got hard. I knew some people who loved God. The fact this person wanted to become a pastor was almost like a little bit of a mentor to me in some ways. Really awesome guy. But some hard things happened in his life. And he had to make a decision on whether he was gonna follow Jesus or not. He was in that moment. Things were really hard in his life. He lost someone in his life and he didn't have any explanation for it. It was just a hard and bad thing that happened. And because of that hard thing that happened to him, he chose to give up and he walked away. Because some of you will be tempted in the same way when hard things come. Life will tell you, why are you following him? How could a loving God do these things? Even though you guys know the answer in your heart, even though you've experienced God many of times, life will still creep in and say those things to you. How could he let it happen? It's one thing when it happens to someone else, but when it happens to us, it changes everything. And I hope you guys know what your answer 
will be in that moment. If not, that's something you really need to start talking about because it's just a matter of time before life gets hard for you. I know a lot of you guys are young and, and that sounds maybe scary to you, but it's not. We talked about this last week a little bit. As long as we keep our eyes on Jesus in the storm, he'll sustain us, he'll carry us. So guys, for some of you, that's where you gotta be at tonight. You gotta find out what your answer will be when the hard times come. For the next group of you guys, you're just tired of it. You're tired of making the right choices time after time. Some of you guys are tired of having to tell your friends, I can't go to that party, I can't do this, I can't hang out with that person. I have to say no to this and that. Because that can get hard after a while, having to make these decisions time after time. And some of you guys are just gonna say you give up because you wanna know what the world has to offer. And that will be such a costly road to walk down. One of my, also one of my close friends, this is what he went through in his life. He got tired of doing what was right. And he decided to stop following Jesus for a time in his life because he wanted this. He wanted to see what the world had to offer. And so he gave up, even though he had experienced God in so many great ways, even though God had showed up in his life time after time, he said, I'm giving up. I'm tired of this. I'm tired of fighting. For some of you guys, that will be it too. And then for the last group of you guys, there's gonna be a transition in your life. Some of you guys will leave high school and the Christian school that you're at and you'll go to a secular college and suddenly everyone around you will be different. They'll act a different way and it just won't seem as important as it once did. Some of you guys will go from a Christian school to a public school. Maybe that's where you're headed this year and it might not be that important for you anymore. And suddenly everyone else is living one way and you were surrounded by people who thought one way and, and now you're not even sure. And for some of you, that might be a time of giving up. For everyone in the room tonight, a transition, during a transition in your life, this question will always come up. Should I keep following Jesus or should I give up? I'm sure some of you are even feeling that tonight. You came into this room and, and you were saying before it even started, hey, I don't know if this is even worth it. Should I give up? Should I keep pushing? Let's keep going in the verse to see what his other friends had to say about all of this. We'll go right to um, verse 67. This is what Jesus says. You don't want to leave too, do you? Jesus asked the 12 disciples. So could you imagine that? Just the closest people that have been around you and all of a sudden your best friends just having to ask them that question because so many people are walking out. I imagine that must have been so hard for Jesus. And Peter is usually the person in the story, the disciple who is very bold, and because of his boldness, he ends up saying a really dumb answer to Jesus. But this is maybe one of the one times in Scripture where Peter says something that absolutely blows me away. This is probably one of my favorite verses in all of the Bible. And throughout all these times in my life, when things have gotten hard, when there's been transitions in my life, when I was tired of making the right choice, you know, you guys look at me, I'm, I'm a pastor here today, but I have to answer this question all the time because the cost is big for me too. I have to walk in it every day of my life, just like you. We're all in this together. And you know what? Every single time that question comes up for me, I go back to this verse and I remind myself of it. And I hope this verse hits you as heavily as it does me tonight. This is what it says in verse 68. Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of life. Lord, 
to whom shall we go? Guys, when hard times happen in my life and I feel like walking out on Jesus, that's exactly what I say. Where else could I even go? What else would even come close to the things that I've experienced in Jesus, to the things I've seen him do in other people's lives? Where else should I go? And I love Peter's answer too because Peter was a part of something bigger than himself and I think he realized that. I think he was saying, Jesus, what am I gonna do? Go back to my family and become a fisherman again? Make my life about something that's really not that important? You know, maybe settle down, have a family? Or I'll continue with you because I've seen you do so many awesome things. I know that you are the savior. Even though this teaching is hard and it doesn't make sense and I'm not sure why all these things are happening right now, where else could I go? What else would even matter? I can't go back to my boat. You've ruined me for that. I, I, I could never live my life like that again. My hope and my prayer for many of you is that God would ruin you in that way to ever going back to any other choice in your life that you've experienced so too much. You've heard of too much. You've been in too many church services where God has spoke to you directly. You've, been, you've had people pray over you that has changed you or you experienced him in worship before or you've just been in a close friendship where Jesus was at the center of it and someone loved you like he would and you've experienced that. That's my prayer. Because I, I think Peter was ruined from ever turning his back on Jesus. He had seen too much and he had heard too much and he had experienced too much. And I think that is so powerful because that's what happens to me, guys. At the end of the day, I go, yeah, this situation is hard. I hate it. I wish it wasn't happening. But where else am I gonna go? Am I gonna run to the world and what it has to offer? Am I, am I gonna run to drugs I've seen so many lives broken because of that. What am I gonna run to alcohol, to, to, to partying? Will, will that satisfy me at the end of the day? Will, will that make me happy? I've seen so many people ruin their lives, destroy their marriages because they've ran to that. Some of the people that I was telling you before in my life, guys, that were, went through those different transitions, they ran to some of these things and their life is in pieces today. They are going nowhere. They are some of the most broken people I've ever met in my entire life because they gave up, because they decided to turn their back on what they knew was right because it got hard or a transition happened or they just got tired of it. And so what will you guys do when that moment happens for you? It's such an important thing. I think the other reason um, Peter says is because he knows He's going, Jesus, you know, all these other things I'm searching at, all these other things I'm looking at that we could go to, none of them give me eternal life. You're the only one that's offering that. You're the only thing in this world that's throwing that on the table, that there is something better to come than the brokenness that we live in right now. See, guys, if you're a Christian or not, bad things still happen. It's not bad things just don't just happen to Christians. I think some people get in that mindset sometimes because we know that God's trying to work on us, but bad things happen. And I don't know what people of the world run to. I don't know what their hope is. At least I know that there's a God that loves me and that's fighting for me and protecting me through these things, walking with me. I hope that you guys 
would always know that, that during those things that God is walking with you. And as long as you keep your eyes on him, he will sustain you because he's the only one that offers eternal life. Verse 69, we have come to believe and to know that you are the Holy One of God. And so many of you guys have been in church your whole lives. You've heard all the messages, you've seen it all. But if you haven't experienced God like these guys have, then I think it's gonna be easy for you to walk out. And so that's why I really wanna encourage you to experience God for yourself. Don't let your parents' story be enough for you. Don't let your friend's story be enough. Start opening up your Bible every day and watch him come alive in your life. If you aren't putting in the time every day, don't expect the big encounter with God to happen because it's not gonna happen. You have to have those everyday moments where you are connected to Jesus. It's the small moments that, live to the, that lead to the big experience. It's that intimacy. And sometimes, guys, what means more to me is when I'm sitting in my room praying and all hope is gone and I feel God speak to me in that moment. Those are some of the most special times to me, even sometimes bigger than the big encounter when it's worship and you know, everyone's feeling God. Sometimes what's more important to me is those little moments. And so the disciples walked with Jesus and they ate with him. They spent every moment with him. They had that relationship and bond. And that's why I think Peter was able to say what he's saying right there. And it's so important that you have that with God. Otherwise, you won't be able to say that in that way. So it's important that you find it for yourself. So I think for some of you guys, you need to answer that question. If I'm gonna unfollow Jesus, if I'm gonna give up on him in my life, where would you go? Really, think about that for a moment. What could come close to the hope that you have? That one day that you'll be in a greater place than this. I don't know anything that the world has to offer that can come close to this, no matter how hard the times are. I don't know what transition in your life could be worth walking out on Jesus. So what your friends don't think the way that you do? So what if they don't act like that? What could be worth giving up on this relationship that has, should mean so much to you guys because there's nothing that compares to it and it's so important. And so that's a question you need to know. If you're not gonna follow Jesus, where will you go? And so it's pretty straightforward tonight. Pretty simple, pretty basic. And here's the bottom line I want you guys to walk away and I pray that you never forget this because this is so important for me and I know it will be so important for you too is that when those times come, that you just ask yourself, where, where else could I even go? What else could even matter in my life? And so this is the bottom line that I hope you remember. When you feel like giving up, remember, to whom shall I go? If you guys remember that, I think you will be ready to face any situation that comes. For some of you that have already given up or maybe are going to give up, I think you need to ask yourself, what is it I'm gonna follow? Because if you're not following Jesus, then you're gonna follow something. A lot of people think, I can give up on Jesus, I'm gonna live my life for, for myself. That is not true. Everyone follows something. Everyone serves something in their life, and you need to know what it is. And I encourage you, don't make that switch until you know what it is, and you really ask yourself, is it worth it? See, being a part of a church and being knowing Jesus as your savior is about being a part of something that's bigger than yourself. You will fade away, guys. Your memory will fade away. But the things that you do in this place, the people that you speak to about God will last forever. That, that has an eternal 
purpose. That when you choose to keep following God when it's hard, maybe someone else would hear about your story and that would give them hope because these things will last forever. At the end of your life, what will really matter? Do you think going to the parties will? Choosing to live your life for the career or for all the money you could make? by unfollowing Jesus so you can climb the, so, like the, the ladder in business world? Well, what could come close to it? What could be worth it? It's a question we all need to ask ourselves. Let's pray. God, I thank you so much for everyone in this room, Lord. And I, I pray, God, that as they enter into these different situations in their life, God, when the hard times come, Lord, I pray, God, they would ask themselves that question, Lord. Where else could they go? What else could satisfy like you, God? When the transition happens, when they go to that new school, when they step into that new arena of life, God, I pray that they would ask them this. What relationship could be worth giving up on you for? I pray, God, that this would always be at their mind, Lord. God, when they're tired of making the right choice, when they're ready to give up, when they feel like throwing in the towel, when it's just too hard to keep saying no to all the things that are bombarding them, Lord, I pray, God, that they would be like Peter and say, Lord, where else could we go but stay with you? I pray, God, that you would give them great experiences with you throughout their life, God, that would ruin them from ever walking away, God, that they would always remember them, God, that they wouldn't let those memories dwindle or fade away, God, but they would really lean on you for all these things, Lord. If you're not a Christian in the room tonight, I wanna give you an opportunity to give your life to Jesus. And I just talk a little bit about him tonight, but he's a God who loves you so much. And his son died for you on a cross so that you can be in heaven with him one day. Paid a huge price for you because he loves you. And if that's you, I just wanna lead you in a prayer really quick. And this prayer will change your life and it will put you on an awesome journey tonight. And your life will never be the same because of it. And so if that's you and you feel like God's speaking to you tonight, you feel like God's moving on you, I just want to lead you in this prayer. You don't have to say it out loud, but you can just say it in your, in your mind. Jesus, I, I don't know everything there is about you tonight, but I feel you tugging on my heart. I feel you moving. I want to know what it is to be in a relationship with you. I, I want to feel the God who created me in a deeper way in my life. I, I understand that your son paid a huge price for me so that I could be free from sin and then he rose again for me so that I could be in heaven with him one day. I want to know you more. If that was you, just with every eye closed, could you just look at me right now in the eyes for the first time, just so I can give you a Bible. If that was your first time ever praying that, just look at me right in the eyes. Well, the Bible says that there is a party in heaven whenever someone accepts Jesus into their heart for the first time. And so that is an awesome moment. 